the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is not in a man that walks to direct his own steps. Lord, you are sovereign over everything. Over the lowly and the prideful. Over the poor and the rich. Over the governors and the masses. You are sovereign over nations. You are sovereign over peoples. You are sovereign over all things. Things we call happenstance. Things we call mistakes. Things we call blunder. You know how to put it all together and make good out of it. Even bring forth your glory out of it. Lord, we have come to see how you do that. We have come to understand how you do that. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and give us faith to believe you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. A prophetic purposeful, and productive life. A prophetic, purposeful, and productive life. That's what the Lord has been speaking to us. Our text, John 3, 1 to 12, Romans 8, 26 to 31. John 3, 1 to 12, Romans 8, 26 to 31. The key verse that I would like you to go with, I want to encourage you to um, know this, even if you cannot say it, no. By heart, at least, you will have a sense of it, an understanding of it, and you will even be able to you know, render it. Romans 8.28, Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. The thing is that things don't just work out. God causes things. God is the one that causes things. So when we read these, we need to understand that it's not that things just work out. Things will work out. No, no, no. If things will work out the way God wants them to work out, it will be God that will put them together, that will work them out. Now, whether it is, you know, an ugly thing, a bad thing, a mistake, a poor decision, don't worry, God is able to put it all together and make it good at the end. In fact, you look back and wonder, hmm, was it meant to be like that? Amen. Have you ever thought about how God will use or will appoint or will choose Solomon to be the king of Israel and to be the wisest man ever lived? And this is somebody, this is Solomon that came out of Beersheba, a relationship, an adulterous relationship that David had with her. How would God do that? And you look back and, hmm, maybe it was meant to be. No, not that it was meant to be. Amen. God will put it so, so well together that, and you say, wow, maybe it was meant to be. No, your stupidity was not meant to be. Your sin was not meant to be. Your mistake was not meant to be. But God is able to put it all together. Even if it was meant to be. Amen. A prophetic, purposeful, productive life is proposed by God. 
proceeds from God and progresses in God towards the purpose of God. A prophetic, purposeful, and productive life is purposed by God, proceeds from God, and progresses in God towards the purpose of God. Now, you don't have to be a prophet to live a prophetic life. A prophetic life is the one that proceeds from God, programmed and propelled by him for his own purpose and praise. Let me say that again. And we're going to hear that over and over. A prophetic life proceeds from God. It's programmed by God. It's propelled by him for his own purpose and praise. Amen. Proceeds from God. Programmed and propelled by him for his own purpose and praise. Again, you don't have to be a prophet to live a prophetic life. Esther was not a prophet, she lived a prophetic life. Ruth was not a prophet, she lived a prophetic life. Naomi was not a prophet, she lived a prophetic life. Timothy, Timothy was not a prophet, he lived a prophetic life. And we can go on and on and on and on. The question is, what does it take to have a prophetic life in the first place? Not even to live a prophetic life. So that's what we're going to begin with. That's what we're going to focus on today. What does it take to have a prophetic life to start with? Now, you can have a prophetic life and don't live it. Just that you're going to miss out on a whole lot of things. You know, you could be born to the best of a family. You can be born a prince and not really live the princely life. Hmm? The best of opportunities and you don't make anything out of it. Hmm. That will not be your case in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. What does it take to have a prophetic life to start with? Not even talking about what does it take to live it. What does it take to have it? Amen. May the Lord give us understanding. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's remind ourselves of the description of a prophetic life. A life that proceeds from God, programmed and propelled by him for his own purpose and praise. Now, let's quickly look at this scripture, this familiar scripture, John 3. John 3. Many of you know the story about Nicodemus. Amen. Hallelujah. John 3, 1 to 10. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Verse 7, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Verse 8, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it. They cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? How can these things be? Verse 10. Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Amen. Hallelujah. Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Mm. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a teacher 
because a professor, a, a teacher in Israel, and a member of the Sanhedrin. So he was a political, religious, and legislative leader, a powerful and influential person. And he came to Jesus, to see Jesus, to ask him some very troubling questions or burning questions about life, existential questions. Now, he came in the night, in the night time, because, you know, he didn't want other people to see him. He came to see Jesus. And the question he asked Jesus, or what he said to Jesus, not even a question. What he said to Jesus in John 3, 2. John 3, 2. Say, Rabbi. Rabbi means what? Teacher. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Come from God. For no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Wow. A teacher. Because Nicodemus was also a teacher. A professor. So he's coming to Jesus and saying, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Come from God. For no one can do these things that you do. Unless God is with him. What is Nicodemus saying here? Nicodemus noticed something very basic and profound. That Jesus has a relationship with God. You see what he says? Teacher, God is with you. He says, no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. Meaning, God is with you. Hmm. He noticed that. And he pointed that out to Jesus. It was a commendation. But that's what brought him to Jesus. Nicodemus' question to Jesus was loud and clear, though he had not verbally asked any question. This was not a question. What Nicodemus said was not a question. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. It was not a question. But he came with a question. But it was not a question. He was just commending Jesus. But His question was very clear. What he did not ask was very clear to Jesus. Jesus knew what was in his heart. How many times we say something to somebody and it's not really what is in our heart? The person doesn't know what is in our heart, but God knows what is in our heart. Whichever way you say it, whichever way you construct it, however way you put it, God knows what is in your heart. Listen to me. God knows the many questions that are in your heart. Even before you think of asking him. He has the right answers. But not just the right answers. He has the true answers. Amen. No. An answer. Something can be right but not true. He has the right and the true answers for you. He knows your struggles. And he will help you. He knows your problems. And he will solve them. Sometimes God doesn't even remove the problem. He doesn't remove the problem. What does he do? It makes you to stand somewhere else so that what you used to see as a problem is no longer a problem. Oh, wow. You say, wow. No, you see it differently. Amen. Because the position, your position determines your perspective. Your perspective determines your perception. So, it all depends on where you stand. If you stand somewhere else, what used to be huge is now very small. Amen. So sometimes God doesn't even remove your problem, doesn't solve your problem. He just makes you to see it in a different way. I'll be like, oh, that's nothing. I can do that. Wow, I never knew. Amen. God knows those things. So he knows your problems. He will address them. He knows your aches and pains. He is the balm of Gilead and he will heal you. He knows your emptiness and your hopelessness. And he himself will fill you up. Amen. 
He knows your emptiness and your hopelessness. He will fill you up with himself, not with things. Hmm? Amen. Many of us want to be filled up with things. Some people, when they feel somehow, when they feel some emptiness, when you know, there are no commendations, there are no, you know, no feedbacks as to their handsomeness or beauty, you know, they now feel like doing something, maybe you know, put more makeup on or go and buy some new dresses so that somebody can say you are beautiful. They want to fill themselves up with things. God wouldn't fill you up with things. He will fill you up with himself. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.